0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: And hello, everyone. Good afternoon or morning, wherever you may be. Welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Coach. It's the show that brings the best from the coaching world for you to use in your everyday life, and we talk about what coaching can do for you. We bring you great small business ideas and some good news stories, stories about people paying it forward in their everyday lives. So we weren't on air last week, so it was two weeks ago we were here and we did a show in honor of International Coaching Week. And we talked about, have you thought about hiring a coach and just what this whole coaching thing is about I hosted a panel of coaches that shared with you some of the ups and downs of the coaching industry, the benefits and associated fears of working with a coach. And those coaches that we featured on the panel during the interview, view, excuse me, were life and business coach Gary Loper, midlife dating coach Ronnie Joy Krasner, executive and leadership coach Mark Thorne, and money management coach. Chella Diaz, who I also call the woman of wealth. And then you also had me, Carolyn Owens, your host of the show. But I also serve as a career strategist, executive and leadership coach. So it's a great show and if you missed it, you can always go back into um Blog Talk Radio, just look up Let's Coach and you'll see all our prior shows there. But definitely this one was um Does Coaching Really Work? Definitely want to check it out, and you also can see links there on how to connect with the coaches that we featured on our panel, or you listen to the interview and you'll find out how to connect with them as well. And so this week, we're talking all about building your dream with our guest expert, business breakthrough leadership and executive coach, Jason E. Rosado. So I'm very excited for what we're going to learn today, what he's going to share with us. But before we do, you know, I bet we got some people who are listening to the show for the very first time, so I want to give you a brief introduction of, well, who is Carolyn? Who's hosting this show? So I am actually a native of Philadelphia in the DMV area now, for those who don't know. That's the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, and I got uh, here by way of the military, retiring from the military a few years ago. And again, my name is Carolyn R. Owens, and I am the chairwoman and CEO of Infinity Coaching Incorporated, where we help you up-level your skills so you can up-level your income, your career, your life, or business. And, you know, we have a lot of fun with the work that we do. And that's the thing, if you're not having fun, hmm, Guys, I think you've heard that my theme word for the year is fun. So I want to, you know, spread that energy to my clients and everybody that's out there so that we can start having more fun in our lives. And I tell you, this is a time where we really need it with so much um, that's happened in society today and so much negative negativity. So put, trying to, you know, start each day with that smile on our faces and go to bed each night with a smile on our face. So I worked at you know help my clients with creating the life of their dreams, and again we have a lot of fun in the process. But I also work with organizations doing executive coaching and working with the culture and climate of the organization. And you can find me all over social media. My longtime listeners know that Twitter is my favorite social media platform, and you can find me there at Carol R. Owens. You can also find me on all the other ones, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, um, even Instagram. But Instagram is Carolyn R. Owens. But if you just search on Carolyn R. Owens, search on Infinity Coaching, go ahead and put it in the Google box there, you will find me. And you can always email me at Owens at infinitycoaching.net. I'd love to hear from our listeners. If you have any suggestions for the show, any questions, ideas, you know, anything that you'd like us to talk about here, go on and shoot us an email. And I can't forget to mention you can also find me on Periscope using the same Twitter handle there, at Carol R. Owens. I try to hop on there a couple times a week um, just to be able to provide some tips and strategies that help you move forward in your life. So you can check me out there. I've been loading the old episodes there on YouTube, so you can find some on YouTube. I have to admit, that's one of the things I'm behind on. So I think we're going to talk about time management today, so that'll be pretty cool. But getting all those YouTube videos up and everything. But again, the YouTube channel is infinitycoaching.net slash YouTube. But you can go to my website and connect with me on social media, too. That's infinitycoaching.net. And so I'm, again, happy to be here for another episode of Let's Coach, and we're going to be talking about building your dream team. So if you're one of those business owners or corporate leaders who, if you want to reduce your work hours, if you want to reduce the stress, if you want to reduce the overwhelm, you're going to want to listen to this show. And if that's not you, I can almost guarantee that you know someone who's in that situation too. Where they, you know, It could be your spouse coming home every day from overwhelm and just bringing that work home with them. Mm, that doesn't do a lot for your marriage, does it? So if you're ready to build that high-performing team and a team that's actually committed to the vision, the mission of the organization, you know that's what you want. Again, this show's for you. So we have with us today Business Breakthrough Leadership and Executive Coach, Jason E. Rosado, (coughs) and he's going to share with us how we can 10X our businesses, how we can cut those work hours in half, and how we can put that right team in place for our business, our organization. And he's the owner of Achieve Your Ideal Business and Distinctive Coaching for Business Success. And I want to also mention that he also serves as a mindset coach and energy healer. So he has several certifications. But hopefully, he'll share with us too how this, how the mindset coach and the energy healer comes into play when we're talking about the leadership and you know the running of our businesses and organizations. He has over 20 years of experience, and he helps. Passionate and caring business owners create that thriving, rewarding business and a lifestyle that that helps them make more money, help people work less. You know those things that we really desire to have in our organizations, with our businesses, and really equating to freedom. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Had to catch my breath there. <laughs> So we're going to learn how, to, how by having that right team in place, we can take our businesses to a whole new level. And we are hopefully he should be calling in any minute now uh, so we can have him on the line here. And I know you guys don't want to hear me talk. You're really waiting to hear Jason talk. So again, I'm excited for the show this week. Let me make sure he's uh, having no problems here. Because he should be... Here we go calling it any second here i guess that's you know when you have our live shows and stuff there can also be that delay in real time so you guys get to hear me for a little bit longer so when we talk about when we think about our organizations and we think about you know our staff and people we're working with i I think he's on the line now
0: hello hello
1: (laughs) hi jason
0: hey carolyn how are you? you
1: Welcome to Let's Coach. I've just spent a little time introducing you to the audience and for all our people that will listen to the replay, the archive of this. And so welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Now, you have a pretty diverse background. I mean, before you got into coaching, you actually started out managing a restaurant. How do you go from managing a restaurant to being this, you know, 20-year experienced coach?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, like a lot of people, uh, you do it because you end up in a different job and then a different job, and you, <laughs> you just end up kind of going through these different steps. So it, <clears throat> there, there was no, like, you know, I wasn't – I mean, the, the restaurant job was a long time ago. That was in the <laughs> – early nineties um, so there there were you know many steps no not- you know a few steps since then anyway, so it did feel like another lifetime ago, but um just <laughs> to be able to do that and I was in my early twenties um was a fantastic experience it just it was really cool to be able to have a business um be uh, responsible for for it, for setting up, for growing, uh, for hiring staff, for training them, for developing, uh, getting them excited about the business and wanting them to help grow the business and put out a really great product, in our case, you know, great menu and great food every day. Uh, We did a lot of catering as well. But it it was just, yeah, I mean, at that age to have that kind of leadership experience and organizational growth was, was really special for me.
1: You you learned a lot. You were in a job in the restaurant business. You're working long hours, and you're dealing with a variety of different personalities between the customers, your staff, everything. So you definitely learned a lot.
0: Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned that um, the long hours part because that's one of my that's really you know one of the big things that drives me these days in working with my clients. And I just, it's something that I want to see. I want to see people not work long hours. <laughs> I want to see them be able to work the hours that they want to work and uh, really enjoy their business, enjoy their life, um, have their business, give them everything, you know, that their heart desires really. And, and have that time flexibility, that freedom to be able to pursue things outside of their business and, I've always been able to to do that in my jobs. And even when I was managing a restaurant, yeah, it started out when we first opened. I was working long hours. I don't recall exactly how many, but let's say, I don't know, maybe 60 hours a week, which for me was long because I'm not a fan of that. I know some people do 80, 90, 100. So I'm not saying, (laughs) you know, not, oh, poor me. But, um, But I did get it down to about 35 uh, when things were cooking pretty well, and you know, um, that's just how I—I I never want to work long hours. <laughs> I don't believe in it. <laughs> I think you can have a really it, fulfilling life and a really fulfilling business without long hours.
1: You know, that's totally contrary to what we're taught about success. About you know, especially for you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs that you have to hustle and grind 24-7. You're never turning it off. So it's that 80, 90-hour mm-hmm. work where you constantly keep going. You see it even now, um, The a lot of successful business owners, that's all they're telling you is if you're not out there hustling nonstop, you will not be successful. But your right. philosophy is totally different than that.
0: Yeah, I think unless you absolutely love I and mean, some people love that pace and those hours and they're so committed to what they're doing and so focused and love it so much that they just want to do it uh 50 60 70 80 90 hours a week and that's great for them if you know if that's and that's my that's why I work with my clients it's like put your attention where you on, on the things that you love doing the most and you get the the best rewards both personally and business-wise and the things that you're doing in the business get the best results. And so some people love doing that, but most people don't, and you're right. They are told that they have to do that. And, um, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think that's, yeah, really putting yourself out there, doing all that. People say that's how you have to make a business succeed. I think that's also how you head to burn out and hate your business <laughs> and um not get really good at running it because you're doing everything you're doing so many different things but if you focus on the few things that you really love doing in it you know then you can really um get good at those things you can have a great staff and a good team and have people to lean on and support you and then you know they can pick up a lot of the areas that aren't I had a coach, um, Christian Michelson, who called it cake and cringe. Your cake is the stuff that you love doing, and your cringe is the stuff that you hate doing. And, you know, it's the stuff that you hate doing, you're not going to do it well. You're going to do it probably slower than the other stuff. So not as effective, not as quick. Um, It just slows and bogs everything down. And in the process – you probably, you know, it, it also goes back to what I learned in, in coaching school way back uh, in 2006 when I went through that. We tend to spend the most time doing the things we love doing, and we're also yeah. usually the best at those things. And it's just a self-fulfilling so cycle. You, We do it because we're good at it, so we get something out of it. And the more we do it, the more we practice it, the better we get. And then as business owners, we're told that, oh, we have to also, you know, we have to focus on marketing. We have to get good at networking. We have to get good at sales. We have to get good at social media. We have to get good at um, finding great employees. And we have to be good at training and developing them. We have to be good with our finances. We have to be good at doing, you know, figuring out the IT stuff. And we're not. And when you try to really focus on that, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I have. Where something isn't working and you're trying to figure out why it's not working. Um like like a web page for instance. And <laughs> Yeah, and uh this uh, so truth, you know, th- this happened to me like a few <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> and I do have people I can call, but it was my web page isn't up or I don't know, I, I fixing. I'm not certain if it's up right now or not. Stuff I know how to do, but, and in the, you know, it's it's kind of good to know in the moment if there's an emergency what you have to do. Um, but, oh, it looks like it's up now. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, but in the long run, you know, I'd rather just call somebody else and say, hey, can you do this uh, so that I can focus my attention on other places, you know, and other things that I'm going to do much better in.
1: I think the website is a great example because it is the one thing. I will do very minor changes, but I have someone who um, designed a digital. They are awesome, um, always ready there to help me whenever I have problems with it, and I have no problem asking for help when it comes to mm-hmm. that website. I remember when somebody Man, told me about changing it, do it myself, and I'm like, are you crazy? It will never get done. <laughs> I know, you know, it's, it's important to think as leaders. That we do understand those the, understand those strengths and weaknesses that we have.
0: Yes, absolutely. You
1: know, when you were talking about that, and you, we were t- we were talking about the hours and the, the long hours that people work, um, that it's that notion that it can lead to success, and that it could it could lead to the success of your business but when you talk about it could mm-hmm. lead to the overwhelm it seems like working those long hours can also lead to the failure of your business mhm oh yeah of course who wants to yeah. you know <laughs> toil away
0: for 70 hours a week for 5 years and then say yes this is my dream this is where I wanted to be <laughs> um and they probably you know the business probably isn't as successful as it would be if they were working 40 hours a week focusing on the things that really help to drive the business, the things that they're really good at and get so much energy from uh, and and where they thrive. So, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, of course, businesses can go under um, with that happening. And also, uh, if they're not focusing in the places that where they're really good, that means they also haven't built the right support around them to cover those other areas. And one person can't do it alone. One person can do it alone. <laughs> but um, if you really want to build a thriving organization, you know, and, and you, if you're already a business leader, you probably have people in your company or your organization already, but you want them to be really good. So, like, one of my past clients, I, I love bringing this up as an illustration, uh, Andrew, he, was a, he owns a web design company, and mm-hmm. he was working um, – all the time. He was pulling all-nighters to get work done for his clients. He was working, you know, doing the marketing of his company, the managing. He had a team of contractors, contract uh, web designer, coders, people, techie people that I don't even really know all of what they do. But uh, he, so he had this team of employees um, and he wasn't, they they really weren't that great. They they would miss their deadlines, their work. He had to um, go over their work because sometimes there were errors. And, of course, that is going to make you the, – the old adage that, you know, the thing that we all fall back into as leaders, oftentimes, and I hear this, you know, from business owners, from corporate leaders all, all the time. Well, it's going to be quicker if I just do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. and nobody can do it as well as I can, and it's just a headache if I have to teach them, and then they still can't do it, and then I'm just going to end up cleaning up their messes. And yeah, that all makes sense. But if you do that, um, like, why even have them? Then just get rid of them, and if this is the stuff that you love doing, then focus on it and make that the core of your business. I've had clients there too, who, uh, this one woman who is an executive coach and she had, um, some coaches and resume writers working for her. And it turned out that she just hated managing people. And I was like, well, then why are you doing that? She said, well, I have to to get a great team and be able to do this. I can grow the business. (laughs) I said, well, Yes and no. <laughs> if you want to leverage uh, other people's time to make money for you, then yes, but l- let's take a look back at the goals of you know what you really want because maybe you're trying to make this business a little bigger than it needs to be and for what you personally want to get out of it. And that was the case. And so we restructured her business where she let all of her employees go except a few of the really great ones. And then instead of keeping them as employees, because they all work for themselves also, she just set them up as referral partners. So then she could do some of the work herself and the work that she got in from her clients that she didn't want to do, she just sent to them as a referral instead. And that way she still got paid something and she didn't have to worry about it and she didn't have to manage the work from there forward. So she was able to see her business grow by 50, per, yeah. over 50, it was 56%. Ooh. Yeah, in, uh, in and that was in nine months that she was able to do that and obviously cut her work week way back and cut her stress level way back so that then she was able to keep growing from there. So she was also able to handpick the clients who she really wanted to work with um, because she wasn't trying to fit work into her employees and what they were good at. So she could pick the clients that she was going to work with directly. And then she was also able to increase her prices and her fees because of that, because of oh, the great wow. work. she got so better at it. And um, so her business really took, you know, took off as well from there. So yeah, it's the one thing I like to tell people is this is your own business. There are no rules. except you know you might have to pay some taxes here or there or some yeah there might be some legal stuff but generally speaking however you want to set up your business whatever you know if you say like i want to make 200 grand a year and i only want to focus on sweeping the floor great let's do that (laughs) let's you know we'll find a way like again no rules because we're also told like you said the um well, we have to work all these hours, and people also feel like, well, I also have to be responsible for this and this and this and these di- different areas. And that's not true. That's not true. You can always find other people who do do it better, faster, and cheaper than you do.
1: So from, from what you're saying, it, it sounds like the first thing is you got to know what you want. you got to look at your goals and see, what do I want my organization or you know, my business or my career even to look like.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The, um, one of the first exercises that I give a new client, not all the time, because, you know, it kind of depends where where they're starting from, but oftentimes to help them figure that out is I say, well, I want you to write your dream job description. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes they say, well, uh, but I don't know who I need to hire, so I don't know what to do. No, 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 I mean your dream job description. <laughs> They're like, well, I'm, I'm the owner. I'm like, yes, great. So write out the things that you want to focus on. If you're, like, looking for yourself to hire you, what would that job description say? And not only, like, what, you know, what tasks are you responsible for uh, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, The things that you love doing, and also, um, what personality traits, what characteristics would you be looking for in yourself if you, if you were going to hire yourself and you're going to lead your company? Would you be looking for, for somebody who's outgoing, who's humorous, who is really serious, who is a very hands-on manager or a very hands-off manager, is a micromanager or is a macromanager, or um, likes lots of interaction with your employees or not so much? Uh, just write out the perfect job description that would suit you to a T. And, you know, once they do that, everything else, how they set up their company and their business goes outwards from that. That's the center and that's the core. And that's, you know, like I said, no rules. So they can make that anything they want. And then you figure out what else needs to be done. And then you fill in those gaps with other people from there.
1: You know, I think what also goes with that, too, is what type of lifestyle you want to live, because, I mean, I had a, a person who worked for me who was very happy at the place that they were because they got to go home to their kids every day, didn't have to worry about mm. their things, so they wanted to stay in that particular job. Until the kids graduated, until they went off to college, because they knew in that position they were going to be home, guaranteed every day for dinner, to see the kids off in the morning. It fit perfect into his career, fit perfect into his lifestyle. And it's the same thing with business owners, you know, and I'm sure, as as Coach, you've heard where uh, other coaches will say, well, you've got to be going for the million-dollar dream, and you've got to make this money, and you've got to do this. But not everybody wants that.
0: Right. Oh, exactly.
1: So when we're talking about people who, you know, and there's so many people who are out there working all these hours, they're suffering from overwhelm, and all of that energy carries into who they're doing business with, um, be it in the workplace, especially if it's coming from the top down, how that's feeding into an organization. Um, mm-hmm. Do you how, how does time management play into having this successful business?
0: Yeah. Well, time management is you know everything we've been talking about so far. It mm-hmm. all goes right into the same process. So if you um, are you familiar with the eighty twenty rule?
1: I am, but the listeners may not be. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, a lot of people aren't, uh, and a lot of people are. So the eighty-twenty rule. Or, well, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and describe it? Because uh, it, it's always good to hear it from somebody else's perspective. And then, no, yeah. no,
1: no. This is about you. They hear me all the time.
0: Oh, that's okay. But that's because you're good, and you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's really about how you're spending time. What are you doing, 80% of your time versus 20% of your time? And a lot of times we will spend, um, you know, you said earlier about how we, there are tasks that we need to get done that we avoid and how that comes into play when you're looking at how you're spending your time. So in in the workplace, a lot of times, you you know, a large portion of your time is not spent on the actual work. Um, when right. you really sit down and you look at everything that you're doing, you know, what amount of time is really the work that needs to be done? And what are yeah. things that we could give to somebody else to do? Or we may not have to do at all.
0: Right. Absolutely. So with the eighty twenty rule, the way I look at it is um, when you think back to – like the last month of your business and look at what you achieved and the different results that you got, you can probably trace 80% of your success back to 20% of your effort. So of all the different things that you did, there was one-fifth that really helped move things forward. And then there was um, four-fifths that didn't produce very much at all. It actually produced only uh, one-fifth of of the results, or 80% of your efforts only produced 20% of your results, whereas 20% of your efforts, uh, and I call this the 20%, I call that the genius zone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and also this, um, there's, uh, if you want, for the listeners, if you want to, read a little bit more about this and how to apply it to your life. We're going to talk about it more right now, but also if you want to get even more in depth then a website that I have, which really explains this, and there's a downloadable report for you there uh, is 5xyoureffectiveness.com. So you can go to that website and download this and then, you know, see even more in, in detail what I'm talking or what we're talking about. So is it, it's okay that I say that, right? Oh, so yeah, 5x, definitely. Yeah, 5x com, the number five, the letter X, 5 X com. Okay, great, thanks. Um, so that's, that's, you know, and that's why I call it that because what you're really doing is if you're focusing on that 20% that you're really good at, your genius zone, you're going to get most of your results that way. So if you were to, like, focus in, if you were to zoom in on that 20% and mm-hmm. – make that 100 percent of your work then you have literally just 5x you know your results your effectiveness you've you've multiplied your good stuff times five you or another way to look at it is you could cut out the other 80 percent and just focus on that 20 percent and get the same amount of results in one-fifth the time so you know you and you asked about time management and that's how we got down this that's the way i look at it when you when you create that dream job description for yourself, those are the things you're really going to want to do. Those are things you're really good at doing. Those are things that energize you and you focus on that time management becomes so much easier because you're focusing on so much less and you're getting so much bang for your effort. So, you know, it, it really all starts from there.
1: That I think for a lot of individuals, the challenge comes with letting go of the eighty um, <laughs> percent, because yep. they want. It's like, how do I not do those eighty percent? You know, those things.
0: Yeah. So, the answer to that question, there's a bunch of different ways you can what you can do with that eighty percent. Um, The one that scares people the most, but can be the most liberating and most productive, is to just forget about it. (laughs) Just don't do it, huh?
1: Forget about it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That 80% of your efforts you're doing, you're post. Like, let's say, um, for a lot of business owners I know, they are going to networking events that aren't really producing clients yeah. or other valuable connections. And I'm not saying don't go to networking events, because I'm a huge fan of networking. I've even built a system for it. It works. you know. But but only do it if it's something you like to do. You, you can get good at it. Um, they're posting on social media. They are poking around on Facebook, because that's what happens when you post on social media or on Twitter um, or on LinkedIn. or uh, You know how LinkedIn... Uh, when you add somebody and then it gives you the people you might know and you start scrolling yeah. through it. And you're like, oh, I know that. Oh, could connect, connect. And you, you click on the little connect button next to their name. And then you scroll down. You're waiting for the end of the page and there is no end of the page. You just <laughs> going, literally, they keep just going. keep putting more and more and more there um, of people that you might know. And some of them you do and then you're like, you get curious. But you end up sucking just hours away. So, what what would happen if you didn't do all of that? <laughs> well, nothing. Um, you know, I had a client who, going back to websites, mm-hmm. he had a really old website that he wanted to upgrade. It had been on his to-do list forever, and I said, uh, "You know, you know, Dave, how about?" what would happen if you just didn't do the website? Cause every week he'd come to his coaching call and we'd talk about, okay, well, well, you know, how's the website coming? He's like, Oh, I got a little bit of progress done, but not as much as I wanted. And so, well, you know, I kind of see a pattern here. He's like, I know, I know. And he kept, she's like, God, I'm so mad at myself. I'm, I'm lazy and I can't, I'm not good at this. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm so unmotivated. I'm, he was like really beating himself up. He was really being harsh on himself. I said, Dave, just what would happen if you didn't do the website? Well, I, I have to do it. I, I need a website. I need people to land there uh, to see it, to you know, know that my work quality is good. I was like, well, okay, so all that can happen. I'm like, well, where are you getting most of your clients from right now? because you know are they coming th- from your old website he's like no I'm like okay where are you getting them well i go to this networking group once a week and i get clients from there okay where else well i've got this great referral partner he was a, a general contractor well i get this great referral partner who's a realtor and she sends me a lot of leads oh okay great where else well sometimes when i'm just out at like home depot and i'm getting supplies and stuff you know i meet people and start chatting with them and it turns out they need stuff I'm like oh okay so, do you think you really need the website? He's like, mm-hmm. yes, I need it. I'm like, did you just hear yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're really full. And that was the other thing, too. It's like, well, do you need more sales right now? He's like, well, no. I'm like, if you were to get more clients, what would happen to your work week?
1: You
0: yeah, you. no, right, You didn't have the capacity. So that's why, actually, we were working on – building out and getting him a project manager and some more Mm -hmm. crews to go out and do the different jobs. So he could get some more business. Um, But he, like many of us, and I've, I've been there too. We have Mm -hmm. this like, no, I got to do this thing because it's been the monkey on my back for over a year. And I'm embarrassed by what's out there instead, you know, what's out there to the public, what people see when they search me. And it's this thing I got to get done and I have the stuff I need to do. it. I'm just not doing it. But that's what happens. We don't do it because it's something that it doesn't energize us. And it's, you know, it's it's like icky. So we say we have to do it, but then we – it's kind of like being passive-aggressive. We, we don't do it. It just stays on our list. So my thing is like first delegate it. See if somebody else can do it, right, whether it's one of your employees or uh, hire somebody to outsource it if it really needs to be done, but the truth is, uh, you know, going back to one of the points I was making, a lot of these things actually don't have to be done because his business was full. He didn't have a website. The one that he did have didn't look great, but it wasn't hurting him, you know? And so just uh, that's what we can do is just do it. (laughs) Just be okay with that. You know, and that's another thing I help my clients with too is how to get over that emotional hurdle of being yeah. able to let go, yeah, because cause that's hard. I mean, it's funny. it's hard if you don't work on it, but once you work on it,
1: it's not that hard. I wrote down two things that, as as you were saying that that I know that people deal with. As you were saying, is all you know. I'm sitting here listening to say, mm, The words that people have said to me is when you say "don't do it," are guilt and obligation. That yeah. okay, I I you know as. I, I, Especially as coaches, when we first get started, people come out of everywhere telling us, "Buy this program. You've got to do this. If you don't do it this way, you're not going to succeed." And so they invest in all these programs. I mean, I've done it. I invested in programs that I have not touched. Um, but then there's the guilt oh, yeah. associated with, you know, oh God, I. It's this concept of I've got to use this, or the obligation because it's a friend or they know someone. You know, they that I've Mm -hmm. got to keep getting this person's emails or I've got to do these certain things. So, you know, that part of not doing it, they get stuck in this place of, you know, fear, guilt, and obligation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are things that slow us down so much um, and take Mm -hmm. us out of the, the flow, the groove, where we should be. Um, you know, it takes us out of our momentum of where we should be doing the things that really light us up and energize us and make us keep going and, and get better and better. But you're right, and I've done that too. I I still have some um, programs and courses that I've bought that uh, I've hardly touched and gone through. Mm-hmm. And it still pops up in my mind from time to time like, oh, if I did that <laughs> – um, But sometimes that's it, too, is we just – we need to stop – you know, it all comes from – I've heard this term a lot over the past year, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yes. F-O-M-O, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it feels like, oh, this could be the thing that changes everything. Well, yeah, it could be. Or it could be the thing that's going to keep distracting you. (laughs) Mm you know and those distractions add up so um no no matter how tempting something is sometimes when when somebody contacts me and says oh you know I I could get you the first page of google and then how much easier it's like oh yeah oh, that'd be pretty cool and then I think about it do I really need it do I what what would my life be like if I did that and what do I already have in place that works for me and I enjoy, you know, and and does the same thing? Or is that even not important? And we just have to think about these things as we go through our decisions. I think what most business owners need help with is implementation, not so much finding new cool strategies, but implementing the things that we already have and we already know and doing them better.
1: so you you talked about being able to not just do it, letting go, but with that comes yeah. that the things that you still need to get done in that eighty percent the delegating it and I like how you mm-hmm. term it as dele- delegating your way to success you know then yeah. how how does someone even know okay? how do I start delegating this? You know, you had that mindset of I got to do it all. You know, if not, I'm going to miss out or how do they begin Mm -hmm. letting go and delegating, turn it over to somebody else. That's can be even harder than not doing it at all.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, So it really all stems back from that, knowing what you want to focus on and what your dream job description is. And then once you have that, then you figure out, okay, so what isn't in this job description that still needs to be done for my company? And then who do I already have that's doing it? Are they doing it well enough? And is it something that we can coach them up on? Or is it really not in their genius zone? And we should be looking for somebody else to do those things, you know, and just give them what's in their genius zone. I mean, think about that too. So you've got your genius zone, your 20% that you're really great at is going to get you 80% of your results. What if you did that for everybody on your team? What if you helped Mm -hmm. them find what their genius zone is? And everybody became 5% more, or I'm sorry, not 5%, five times more effective at their job, everybody who worked for you. So maybe, you know, not like, Not knowing how to delegate things, maybe that's not in your 20%. So what you need to do in that case, and I've had clients, this is what we did because that was the case, was um, I helped them to find a project manager who pretty much ran the business from an operational side for them. So, okay, so you have to find one person. Instead of trying to figure out how to delegate to a team of people when you're not a natural delegator, find Mm -hmm. one person that you can delegate all of it to you, and they will delegate it to everybody else.
1: So for so, a lot of the small – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, no. I Go ahead.
1: When you, when you look at the small business owner or the solopreneur who has that 80% they need to let go of, but then the first thing they're thinking about as they listen to us is, I can't afford that. How am I going to pay all these people?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so part of that goes back to just forget about that 80%, because if you do the 20%, you're probably going to get more, um, more revenue. And then once you have some revenue, then start paying other people to do it. That's one way. Another way is to, if you can't afford to pay somebody to do stuff, there are ways to find volunteers to do it. So you can find people who are fans of your business, people who um, like what you do and want to learn more about what you do and how to do it. Um, I know I've had, over the years, people approach me from time to time and say, wow, you know, I've been thinking about getting into coaching. Do you need an apprentice? Or can I, you know, (laughs) is there something I could do in your business? Yeah, I've had people ask, they're like, can I volunteer um to do stuff for you and then I could also kind of learn what you're doing you know and how you do it so that's a possibility you can also you know again you can go to social media and put out on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter that you're looking for volunteers and just say what it is and you want to find people who have the same they're obviously interested in the topic <clears throat> and and above that even bigger picture they have the same mission um, or same passion that you have. And they're going to be drawn to that. So whatever it is that your business does or whatever it is that you stand for personally, they want to be part of that, you know, and they want to help uh, in that movement. So there are people out there and it might be your customers. It might be people in your community. You know, it, I mean, they could literally be anywhere. It could obviously be your family. Um, You can find people who will do stuff for free. They'll work for free because they want to learn from you or they want to be a part of what you're building.
1: So it all starts with identifying that 80-20 so you can five x your effectiveness.
0: Yes. Very. Which, yeah. You just easy. can't stress that enough.
1: And that's what you you have that everyone can download is how to do that. Um, and it, it, from what I've seen with it, it talks about five, as you would say, secrets on how you can cut those hours down, how you can let go. Um, Can you share a little bit about one of those secrets? Not all of them, because they need to go download it to get it all. (laughs) Yeah. Can you?
0: Yeah. Um, So, a lot of it is thinking about how you can leverage. um, So we we talked about one of them, which is relationships, right? So. I guess mm-hmm. the best way to leave it is, yeah, So talk about some ways you can le- leverage relationships. Um, we also talked about your genius zone, how how to leverage yourself in your time management, your productivity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the play in your genius zone. So we talked about that. So we talked about a few of the ways. Um, some other areas, so rather than just going into them specifically, I'll just tell them some of the other ones. So okay. you, you want to be able to leverage your time, your relationships, your money, your technology, and your energy. Mm. So those are five key areas. And it's basically finding ways where you can repurpose all those things. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we do something. So like a quick example is if I go do a talk, I will, so I'll be invited to do a talk. So let's say last uh, last week I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, boy, the time is just flying. It feels like it was last week. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I spoke to a women in business group, and the topic was um, building building your uh, I can't remember the topic off. It was something similar to what I you I think said it was before,
1: the too. same as this, building your team.
0: Yeah, building your team and delegating your way to a success. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so in – so, you know, okay, so the the organizer of the group asked me to come speak on this topic, which is one of my favorite topics. So, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. <laughs> so the first thing I did was write a description. I thought about, well, what are the important things that um, I want to make sure people walk away with? And it came up with a, a bulleted list of the important principles and um, skills and systems and things that they really need to focus on. And then from there, created a, um, created a, uh, an invitation. So write, wrote marketing copy around it. So the bulleted list right there, you could repurpose that, and each one of those bullets could be an article or a blog post each one of those bullet points could be a talk in itself. You can always go more narrow and more narrow on topics. Um, And then they could also be social media posts. So you want to, you know, I mean, here's an example of where you are leveraging time, your energy, because you have to kind of come up with this content once, but then you can figure out other ways to use it. So, from it, you know, I could write an article um and then take that article and create <clears throat> excuse me, create like smaller blog posts from it.
1: <clears throat>
0: excuse me. So you, you know you can do that. You can also use it as when you're talking with uh, potential clients and they you know are interested and you want to focus in on one of the problems that they need solved. You could take one of those points because the more you work with this, the the more ingrained it becomes in you, the better you can just recall it on demand, and you know talk about that one point that fits what their needs are, what what they need help with. Um, but again, you're really getting focused, and it goes back to that idea of the 80/20, because you're not trying to cover all this different ground. You're you're really focusing on the things where you know it well, you know what your audience wants, and then you're able to provide it to help them. And you can use, reuse this stuff in so many different ways.
1: You know, I know we're, we're getting down to our last minutes of the show here, but I, I wanted to mention to our audience as well that one of the other areas that you specialize in is, is marketing and sales. Yeah, And I know that's one of the things that a lot of business owners will take on themselves or want to do all their, their, they feel like they have to do their marketing, especially when it comes to social media, or they really don't know how to market effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you, you know, what could you say to them about building your team and delegating effectively when it comes to the marketing and sales component of a business?
0: Well, the marketing and sales, I think you need to look at how good you are at it. Um, you don't have to do that stuff. And sales, I mean, you're, if we're talking about somebody who has a limited budget and they're like, oh, how am I going to hire somebody? Mm-hmm. Sales is great because it's commission-based. So, you know, you find some good people. Or you, you find people, hopefully they're good. And if they're not good, it's you're not going to pay them. So. You know, that's kind of, in some ways it's an easy one. In, in some ways it's a little tougher because you have to find good people eventually, otherwise you won't have any sales. But um, that, yeah, and then marketing and also sales. There there are some really easy, simple sales processes that you can do that aren't elaborate. They're easy, quick to learn. Um, you know, like one of my clients who wanted to – we worked on his organizational development and cutting his work hours and, and, you know, all these things. And then sort of like our last month working, I was like, well, you've really done a lot. What's one thing you'd like to knock off in this last month that we're working together? He's like, yeah, you know, I think I'd like to take a look at my sales process. I was like, oh, okay, great. So he came up with a goal. I taught him a really simple sales system. And he came up with a goal that he wanted to um, – he wanted to increase his closing rate by 50% within a two-month period. So for him, he thought that would be a really great way to do. And, uh, and I showed him this really simple sales system that, you know, that, that I use and I teach my clients. And in one month, so half the time, he was able to increase his closing rate by 150%. He wanted to increase it by 50%. He actually was able to basically double in half it. So, yeah, um, his closing rate before had been uh, 20% of his prospect, uh, prospect meetings, and he went up to 50%. And, I mean, talk about another way to just knock time off your schedule where you only have to find you know, a fraction of the number of prospects that you had to before um, and how much better your marketing can be when you really understand the sales process so much better, too and you understand what their pains and wants and needs are to really be able to focus on getting better at marketing. Um, It's just, yeah, some of these things can be pretty simple to learn. In the end, I still believe if it's not where your drive, passion, and desire is, and a lot of business owners, they do like focusing on business development. They do like focusing on sales, which is great. And a lot of them don't. They just want to do the actual work that they're hired to do, and that's great, too. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, focus in on that and, you know, get some help around the other areas.
1: You know, one of the things that can stump people in their business, as coaches, as authors, in, in career professionals, is that motivation that gets us out of bed every day. You know, that thing that drives us. Yeah. What, what motivates you to get out of bed every day?
0: Well, yeah, what motivates me is the fact that I live – I basically took my own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and in doing that, I figured out the areas where I really wanted to focus my business, the types of clients I really wanted to work with. And then when they did my business, the areas that I really – am great at doing and what I want to focus on. And in doing that, I pretty much work part time. I mean, I, I don't work 40 hours a week and I have time to spend, I have a five, five and a half year old son who is my pride and joy, you know, and um, a wonderful wife and great extended family who live in the area. And I like to be outside and I like to have hobbies. I like to bike ride. I like to play volleyball. Um, I actually pick up my son from, he's in preschool. I pick him up from school every day and then take him home. And on some days, uh, we have a babysitter, a nanny who comes over in the afternoons and watches him. Um, you know, and some days I watch him and that's what helps drive me get out of bed every day is that I have the time freedom. My stress is like non-existent. It's, do you know, on i have a so real quick, I have a, Samsung Galaxy phone, uh, Galaxy S S6, and on the back of there, there's a monitor, and you can you put your thumb on the monitor, and then there's a little app that tells you what your stress level is, and it shows you on a continuum. Yeah. So the bottom is like red, and then the top is like super green, you now, um, and everything you know, yellow in, in the middle. And it was funny because when my wife and I both got our phones if, uh, a few years ago, these are new brand new phones. I said, "Hey, let's use a stress thing and see what it is." Now she works in a corporate job, um, and hers was in the kind of yellowish, reddish area. Uh, it, they aren't—they aren't marked by numbers. It would be great if they were, but I think the reason they made that is because that would stress people out even more, you know. <laughs> so instead, it's this, this color thing, and it, or maybe it was kind of greenish, yellow. I don't remember exactly, but it was—it was definitely on the on that one side. And then she said, well, well, here, you do it. I was like, oh, okay. And I had no idea what it was going to be. And it was on the opposite end, way down, and it was in the <laughs> green. She was like, that's impossible. You own your own business. How is what? And I said, I'm focused on doing the things that I really love. I also take – oh, the here's 20%. a huge – percent Yeah, here's a huge, real quick – it's a, a huge thing. Um, I do something called Qigong every day, which is kind of like Tai Chi. Yes. And it takes about 20 minutes. Um, but it's, it's very meditative. It also helps to balance the energy in your body and helps to increase your health and make your, um, your body functions run, run more smoothly. And I'm not saying everybody should do Qigong. They should do something. They should have time for themselves every day if they can. But that should be the goal, to have whatever time you need for yourself every day to recharge, to help you focus, to balance your energy. And, you know, knowing that I, I can do that every day um, that I have the time to do the things that I want, that I can be with my family, and then I have this great business with awesome clients who I love helping and seeing them you know, grow by leaps and bounds and get the things that they want in their life and in their business. That's what helps motivate me every day to get out of bed.
1: Oh, that's an awesome life to have. You have created the lifestyle that you desire to have. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm really, really happy and grateful for it.
1: We have our final minute here, and I wanted um, an opportunity for you to share with our listeners how they can contact you um, for any questions or being able to work with you, and if you could repeat how they can download um, the 5X of uh, your effectiveness how they can download that, if you could share that again. And then the the final statement you'd like to leave with them. Yeah, great.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, So my contact, again, my name is Jason Rosado, R-O-S-A-D-O. And um, to get the 5X Your Effectiveness document, go to the number 5, the letter X, 5XYourEffectiveness.com. And all you do is enter in your name and email address there, and you can download it. Actually, you'll get an email where it will be there. And then uh, going forward, you'll also get from time to time other valuable articles, videos, audios, um, ideas, tips, you know, things to help you keep and and just to get better and better. Uh, My phone number is 773-829-1276 if you want to you know, get in touch with me. I'm always open for a chat, love talking to people. And the, my final thought is figure out, really take some time and think about how you want your life and your business to look like what you want to be focusing on doing and what would make life awesome for you, where you do feel motivated, energized, grateful, very happy to wake up every day and you know get into whatever that day brings you whether it's working or taking the day off and uh and go for go for it and you know and just find the support that you might need somebody uh, like myself or carolyn who can help support you and put you on that path and and keep you going or um you know the tools that you might need but just do it this this is your life this you know Depending on your religious beliefs, it might be your only life. <laughs> but we, and whatever your religious beliefs, we know that we are here right now. And I really, truly believe that we are meant to enjoy and feel contribution and feel fulfilled and rewarded by our work, um, not just to work ourselves to the bone so that we can get by. So, you know, for me, please do that. I think our world will be a much better place if everybody were to do that. And I love oh, seeing people would. happy and productive and fulfilled.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here with us today on Let's Coach. Very, you know, I, that great takeaway about the eighty and twenty percent and how you know people hear it, but now they got more of, of an understanding of the how. How do you get to the twenty percent? And so I do appreciate you being here. Um, You know, what what our listeners don't know, we met um, virtually a few years ago when I first started my um, own coaching business. I had done coaching for a while, but you were one of the first people I talked to after I started my uh, coaching business. So it was a couple years ago now. And so I look back and, yeah. we, you know, stayed in contact and everything. So this has been great for an opportunity to finally interview you on the show. So I really do appreciate <laughs> you being here. And I encourage our listeners, hey, if you want to get a handle on this, get in touch with Jason, um, as you can hear from the interview today. Definitely an expert, knows what he's doing, and I encourage you to reach out to him. So, again, I thank you for being here with us today.
0: Yeah, thank you, Carolyn. I really enjoyed it. and. uh Can't wait for more down the road. You know, let's do it again.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm sure there's plenty that we can uh, educate and enlighten our listeners on. We didn't even get into the aspect of mindset and healing and the role that plays.
0: True. Right. We will save that
1: for our next interview.
0: Sounds great.
1: So, again, thank you for listening and being here with us today to our audience out there. If you're listening live or you're listening to the archive, the replay here, we appreciate you. And remember, if it ain't broke, make it better. Have an awesome, blessed Mm, week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.